0: to Mind, Body, and Business, a podcast that explores topics, perspectives, and actionable insight for a strong mind and healthy body, along with empowering conversations to help you handle your business. I'm your host, Maria Moore, a certified personal trainer, mom of four, a woman who has gone through many weight loss transformations, habit change coach, and just a lover of people and empowerment. And the goal here on this podcast is for you to leave better than you Were when you started listening. So hopefully this episode achieves that goal. And this time we're focused on the reasons why you may have had a crappy workout. Yes, have you ever gone to the gym and went back to your car and just really didn't feel satisfied, feel like you couldn't give your all, or maybe during your exercise routine you just can't shake off the funk? Well, I'm going to go through a few reasons why your workouts aren't necessarily what you want them to be and how you can rev things back up again. Also, I have a great tell me more question from one of our listeners, and she's asking about intermittent fasting, kind of struggling through that situation, and I have some insight for her as well, and hopefully it'll help you out if you're doing the intermittent fasting thing. Uh, Before we get into that conversation, let's kick things off with a mind, body, and business check-in. My OGs know how this works, but if you are new to the podcast, we like to do these weekly check-ins. Don't want to let too much time go by without checking in with your mind, body, and business. You know, I was thinking about the previous episodes, and we've had so many guests, and really jumped right into the conversations that I didn't get a chance to do a mind, body and business check in. But just know that I'm still checking in with myself and I encourage you to do the same for yourself. So what are you focusing on for your mind, body and business? It could be all three areas or just one. Uh, For me, it's been a lot about the mind, uh, which really contributes to my body and my business. Because things start in the mind, right? If your mind is in a good place, the body follows. And I've been really focusing a lot lately on perspective. You know, my best friend in the entire world, I'm talking about uh, the woman who was my maid of honor, who was in the delivery room when my daughter was born. Uh, her name is Desiree Jones. She's actually been on the podcast with me in a previous episode, but she recently celebrated her birthday. So got to say happy belated birthday to my best friend, Desiree. And I actually met her uh, as a grown woman in my late 20s, and it was during a very low time in my life. It was back in 2008 during that recession, and I was laid off from a radio job in Atlanta. I'd only been in Atlanta for about six months, and unfortunately, I was one of the people who was called in to be laid off because of things that were happening in the economy. So fast forward to about uh, three months after that happened, I went and got a temp job with a telecommunications company. And I ended up working in an office, lots of cubicles, very different setting from the radio station. And I remember seeing Desiree walk in the door. She was a part of my training group. And I tell you, that job was like a sitcom Every day, it was some drama, something going on. But through that, I developed so many great friendships. And uh, that's where I met Desiree, who eventually became my very best friend in the entire world. I mean, Desiree and I are so close. She is the only non-blood relative that is written in my will, in my estate plan. So that's how much I love this woman. But I'm sharing this not just to celebrate her birthday and give her her flowers, but I want to share that to really focus on this topic of perspective because, you know, sometimes when we go through these dark moments in our lives or we're faced with adversity, we're working somewhere that we hate or we may be in a bad uh, financial position or even if some of our relationships relationships aren't in the right space, if we get into accidents or we experience mistakes, I believe there's always a light on the other side of these situations that everything happens on purpose. And had I not taken that job that I really did not enjoy... And when I tell you I did not enjoy, I had a black and white printed out picture of Harriet Tubman at my desk. No personal items in my cubicle space because I was focused on escaping. So I would look at that picture of Harriet Tubman every day as inspiration like, Maria, this is not your final destination, girl. Stay focused because you're going to get up out of here. So I did not like that job. I was so unhappy, but... I met my best friend who is just so close. She is a sister to my husband. She is a godmother and auntie to my kids. So if you're going through a hard time, a rough patch, or you're in an environment that doesn't feel good, try to focus on the lesson or the experience that you were meant to gain from being in that circumstance. Also, keep in mind that we were not put here to suffer. Our journey in life is a series of connecting flights. And... A lot of times when we go through these struggles or we have these dark moments, it's just a connecting flight to get us to a destination that will bring us that pure joy, that authentic happiness that we are seeking. So I hope that helps you out as you move throughout your journey. Also, staying on the topic of perspective, I have been trying to show myself some grace. You know how you have certain things about yourself that you're working on, and you feel like you make so much progress, and then you fall right back into your old ways. I have experienced that with my sleep. I have experienced that with my boundaries. I talk a lot in this podcast about honoring your no and not overextending yourself, and I've done that over the last week. And the reason why I stress the importance of these mind, body and business check ins is that you really evaluate what's happening, what's pulling you down, what is draining you And me saying yes, too much has been draining me. So uh, I'm not going to beat myself up too much about it, but really making sure that I stay aware of what I'm committing myself to so that I am not burnt out. What are you doing for your mind, body, and business? Are you trying to improve your finances? Are you trying to exercise more, drink more water? Are you trying to meditate, have a better morning or evening routine? I encourage you, no matter where you are in your journey, if it's really bad or really good, there are always ways to evolve. So think about those goals this week and stay committed to achieving them. Also, before I jump into this episode's topic, I want to encourage you to check out any episodes, juicy, insightful, enlightening episodes that you may have missed. Uh, I've been talking a lot about the D-Herbs Full Body Cleanse. I had the opportunity to speak with the CEO of D-Herbs, A.D. Dolphin, in Episode 59, where I talk about the warm-up and preparing your body for those challenging fitness routines and preparing your mind to achieve those big goals. It's a really great episode with lots of insight and also detailed information from the CEO of D-Herbs. I've done the D-Herbs cleanse twice and experienced amazing results. So if you're trying to gain more insight about the cleanse, if it's right for you and how it works, Check out episode 59. While we're on the topic of D-Herbs, if you want to lose some real weight and keep it off this time, listen. There is a plan that will help you look better and feel better than you can remember. It is the D-Herbs Full Body Cleanse. Now, the D-Herbs Full Body Cleanse isn't some crazy drink or fad diet. You need to know this. You will not starve yourself. The cleanse consists of seven all-natural, safe, and effective formulas, each designed... To cleanse a particular part of your body, your cardiovascular system, your lungs, your respiratory system, your liver, kidney, colon, digestive system, and so much more. I'm talking all your insides. I'm telling you, I feel this cleanse from the inside out. And keep in mind, when your body is operating at peak efficiency, it can help you stay physically and mentally fit. It can help increase your metabolism and it can help you experience better digestion because who likes feeling backed up? This is also you can shed extra weight, feel more energetic, reduce junk food cravings, and have vibrant, glowing skin. So, listen, quit struggling with yo yo weight and impossible diets. The D Herbs Full Body Cleanse has been helping people lose weight for over 15 years and you should be next. The results you'll experience after your first cleanse will be nothing less than transformative, and that's why D-Herbs has thousands of five-star reviews online. Read them for yourself. People just like you, people just like me. Get on that road to a cleaner, leaner you, and for a limited time, guess what? You can get a nice discount on the Full Body Cleanse. Visit dherbs.com herbscom D-H-E-R-B-S.com, and use promo code Maria at checkout to save now. That's D-Herbs.com. And promo code M-A-R-I-A. All right, now on to the topic of this episode. So if you're feeling like you're not getting the most of your workouts, uh, I'm going to give you a few reasons why and how to make it better. Um, You know, it can be really discouraging when you spend an hour in the gym. You're like, oh. That just didn't feel good. Or maybe you've been going weeks and weeks and you're looking in the mirror. Your body isn't changing. You don't feel more energized. Your muscles aren't growing. The fat isn't dissipating. <laughs> so it's like, what am I doing wrong? How can I make this better? Well, I'm going to go through a few reasons why you're not getting the most of your workouts and what you can do about it. The first thing, and this is one of the biggest mistakes that I think people make, is you know, you're know you not warming up properly. Uh, When you look at professional athletes, uh, you know, I had a chance to go to see the Baltimore Ravens play live and it's real different seeing the action on the field that, you know, folks watching TV don't see. I mean, those players are out there early, especially the visiting team uh, running up and down the field, doing their stretches, getting the blood flowing to their joints because they are there to win the game. And if you want to win at your workout, you must warm up your body. Now, when you don't warm up properly, this can decrease your range of motion when you're actually inside of your exercise routine and you are more prone to injure yourself because that blood hasn't flown properly to those muscles and your body is just not prepped, especially if you are trying to go in there and lift weights. So I recommend that you take at least at least five to ten minutes doing uh, some dynamic stretches, And so this involves continuous movement. So body weight squats, butt kicks, maybe some walking lunges, nothing too serious. Taking your time. You should be able to have a full conversation and speak without... Breathing heavy while you're doing your warm-up exercises. This is just a great way to get the blood flowing, especially if you're going to be doing specific lifting exercises targeting certain muscles. So if you're doing legs, you need to be focused on warm-up exercises for your legs. Uh, There's an exercise called good mornings that warm up your hamstrings. You can do toe touches. You can do leg swings. Uh, But make sure that you are properly warming up before you start your exercise routine. Again, it's not active, isolated stretching. That's what you do after your workout. But before your workout, think about exercises like jogging, any type of body weight resistance. I love doing a power walk on the treadmill. Using resistance bands, there's a lot of things that you can do to get your body ready for the workout to come. And I am pretty certain that if you properly warm up, you will experience a much better workout routine. You'll probably be able to lift heavier. You'll have the range of motion you need to do the exercises correctly, and you'll reduce your risk of injury. On to the next reason. Uh, you're probably trading sleep for exercise, and this is a big one. I get it. You know, you start a fitness plan, and you commit to exercising X amount of days per week, and you are trying to get that done by any means necessary. And sometimes those means uh, come at the expense of your rest. Listen, we are all busy these days, and sometimes the only time to work out seems to be early in the morning. But the tricky thing is, what if you were up late at night? You know, whether you were on your phone watching a movie, maybe you had some last-minute deadlines and you were trying to get that project done. You don't go to sleep till 2 or 3 in the morning. Then you're up at 6 a.m. trying to stay committed to that exercise plan. This is one of the most counterproductive things that you can do. Not only are you putting yourself at risk to be injured, it's just not going to be a quality exercise routine. One, you're probably going to be exhausted from barely getting any sleep. You may be too mentally disoriented to perform the exercises correctly. And overall, you're probably going to have a hard time getting your heart rate up. And we know that increased heart rate is going to burn more calories. Sleep deprivation is not only detrimental to your workout routine, but... It can also have a negative impact in so many other areas of your life and contribute to health conditions. Keep in mind that sleeping is a basic human need, just like eating, just like drinking water, just like breathing. Sleeping is vital for good health and well-being throughout your lifetime. So you need to do your best to make it a priority, not just for your exercise routine, but also for your overall wellness. Now, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, about one in three adults in the United States reported not getting enough rest or sleep every day. I have some homegirls that routinely sleep about four to five hours every single night, and they've been going this way for years. 40% 40% of adults report falling asleep during the day. Have you seen some coworkers do this during a meeting? Uh, it's not just because they're bored. They probably didn't get enough sleep at night. You may have done it as well. There's also an estimated 50 to 70 million Americans with chronic or ongoing sleep disorders. Digging even deeper, sleep deficiency can lead to physical and mental health problems. I'm talking injuries, loss of productivity, and an even greatly likelihood of death. If that doesn't inspire you to get some Zs, I don't know what will. So if you feel like sleep deficiency is not only interfering with your workouts, maybe you're noticing some changes with work, school, driving, your social functioning, how you're interacting with people that you love. Maybe you're more irritable. Maybe you're having trouble learning, focusing, and reacting. Or, you know, you're overthinking, Being critical of other people's emotions and reactions, that's from sleep deprivation. So maybe you're listening right now like, dang, I experienced all of that and I'm not getting enough sleep. Man, listen, getting a full night's rest can make a world of difference. Sleep deficiency is also linked to a lot of chronic health problems. I'm talking heart disease, kidney disease, high blood pressure, diabetes, stroke, obesity. This one is big. Depression. Think about that mind-body connection and what sleep deprivation does to your mind. Now, we hear a lot of time, oh, sleep is a cousin of death and I'll sleep when I die and, you know, all work. And just this overall hustle mentality, the huge myth that people can learn to get by on little sleep with no negative effects, it is not true. If you are barely sleeping, look at your own life. How energized do you feel throughout the day? How focused are you? How is sleep affecting your exercise? How is sleep affecting your cravings because the more waking hours, the more your body is going to demand food because you have to fuel yourself more when you're awake. But the problem is you have these cravings and you end up overeating. And even if you do exercise, it ends up being counterproductive because you've eaten all of the calories that you burned off. So please get to bed. If you want to stop having crappy workouts, if you want to feel better, if you want to protect your overall wellness, getting enough sleep is key. Now, I know it may be difficult to go from sleeping four or five hours a night to sleeping seven or eight hours a night. But to start, do what you can to add 30 minutes a night, an hour a night until you work yourself up to that seven hours of sleep per night number. And if you feel like that's impossible, evaluate your day, do a time inventory. Are you being as productive as possible? Are you wasting time during the day where you could be getting more tasks done so that you can get to bed at a decent hour? I'm telling you, if you look at your day, you you'll You'll probably find pockets where you're wasting time and you can add that to your sleeping hours. Another thing that you can do is start scheduling your sleep and your workouts. Treat them like you would any unbreakable appointment. So if you set a certain time to go grocery shopping, you set a certain time to do your doctor's appointments, you set a certain time to pick up your kids, make it an unbreakable appointment. You work out at these times, you go to bed at these times, and that will make a world of difference. The third reason why you are probably having a crappy workout is because you have not changed your diet. Listen, exercise is awesome, but if you are not eating a nutritious diet with the appropriate number of calories for weight management or weight loss or weight gain, whatever your goal is, you could be shooting yourself in the foot. Proper nutrition fuels your workouts. I know those pastries, that pizza, and french fries taste good, but are they energizing you to have an effective workout? You know the answer to that question. Now, if you're not seeing those muscles, if you're not seeing that fat disappearing, here's what you can do. Start logging your foods to see how many calories you're eating per day and if they are quality calories because that is going to make a big difference. All right, now, I intended to just focus on these three reasons, but as I'm speaking, I'm also thinking about another reason why you may be having a crappy workout, and that is because you're trying to do too much too fast. I get it. You're scrolling social media. You see people doing these complicated exercises and you're like, "Okay, their body looks amazing. Maybe I should be doing that, too. But you have to think about where you are in your fitness level especially if you're just starting out. If you're deconditioned, you're trying to get your body used to moving and exercising again, start at a pace that is sustainable. And as you get stronger, as your endurance improves, then you can try to challenge yourself more. But what happens is, is when you go too hard too fast, not only is it a crappy workout because you're exhausted and you've pushed yourself too hard, you're probably not going to want to come back and exercise again. You'll be less inspired because... The exercise routine was too much. Because you went too hard at the beginning, you need to pace yourself and make sure that you are working out at a level that is sustainable. So write those down. Number one, you're not warming up. The remedy, spend five to 10 minutes warming up your body, jog, body weight, squats, get that blood flowing. Number two, you're trading sleep for exercise. Here's a good solution. Start scheduling both your sleep and your workouts and treat them both as unbreakable appointments. Number three, you haven't changed your diet. Listen, if it's not working out for you, you're you're thinking that you're eating healthy, start logging your meals. Look at it. Write it down with pen and paper, not just in your phone. I think it feels different when you're writing things down. Write down everything that you're putting in your mouth so that you can have an understanding of how it's affecting your workouts. And then last, work at a pace that is sustainable and gradually challenge yourself along the way. Uh, As always, you can connect with me on social media at MBBpod if you have any questions or want to learn more ways to stay fit and embrace an overall healthy lifestyle. All right. So for this episode, I do have a tell me more question. And if you are new to the podcast, this is your chance to hit me up in my DMs. All right. We are on Instagram at MBB pod, MBB pod on Instagram and Facebook And this question comes from Michelle, Wright. She says, Maria, is it better to eat before you strength train? I do intermittent fast and work out at 4.30 a.m. Good for you, girl. I do not eat and sometimes I can't go all out. I don't eat until 11 a.m. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. Uh, Michelle, thank you so much for this question. And I commend you, girl, getting up at 4.30 a.m. and exercising and being committed to intermittent fasting. I've shared this several times in different podcast episodes. I believe, and I've seen my clients get the best results. And if you're not familiar with intermittent fasting, it's basically you have a feeding window and a fasting window. Fasting, you're not eating any food. You can drink water but essentially not eating. And I always recommend that your fasting window is during your most inactive hours of the day. So hopefully seven to nine of those hours are your sleeping hours. I recommend that you start your fast three hours before bedtime and you end your fast three hours after you wake up. And then when you combine that with your sleeping hours, you're gonna get a good amount of time fasting depending on how much you're sleeping, hopefully. It's at least seven hours a day and you're working up to that. But it looks like you're going quite some time with the workout without any food, waking up at 430 and waiting until 11 a.m. And then throwing an exercise routine in the mix of that is going to set you up to have all kinds of cravings during the day. So even if you are pushing through the fast when you finally eat Even if you are physically satisfied, it can trigger some things in your brain to make you want to eat more because your body is experiencing that deprivation. So my suggestion to you is if you are working out at 4.30 a.m., let's say that your workout is done by 5.30 a.m., I recommend that you have your first meal no later than 6 a.m. Let's say you're doing a 12-hour intermittent fast. So your feeding window is 12 hours, your fasting window is 12 hours. If you have your first meal at 6 a.m., that means your last meal is at 6 p.m. If you're doing 14 hours of fasting, if you have your first meal at 6 a.m., your last meal is at 4 p.m. Now, traditionally with intermittent fasting, And you'll see this on the Internet. Most people identify their feeding window from noon until 8 p.m. So that's when they're consuming most of their food. But not everyone has the same schedule and activity levels at different times of the day. So when are you most active? When you're up and moving around. If you have a job that requires you to be on your feet, when you're exercising. So the times that you're exercising and most active Those are the hours within those hours, within those times you should be consuming your food. And when you're least active, when you're getting home, maybe you're just doing chores, light movements, preparing to go to bed at night. Your fasting window should be during those times. So my suggestion to you is to maybe reevaluate your feeding and fasting window and making sure that you're fasting during your most inactive hours and that you're eating during your most active hours. So hopefully that helps you out and that suggestion works with your schedule. Again, if you have a question for the Mind, Body, and Business podcast, feel free to send me a DM at mbbpod. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Mind, Body, and Business podcast. As always, you know, I appreciate those ratings and reviews. We had great numbers from last week. And so if you love that episode and you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Go ahead and hit that five star. Go ahead and type a little something. and Let us know how we're doing here at the Mind, Body and Business Podcast. Now, before I completely wrap up this episode, I wanted to give you a special treat. This is episode 60. And I remember when this podcast started, I was so intimidated because I have shared before in this podcast. But if you didn't know, I have a radio background. I hosted my own five hour show for, oh, my gosh, almost 20 years before moving over to uh, the syndicated morning show that I'm on now. And, you know, you would think doing a 30 minute podcast episode would be easy considering I had a five hour show on my own. But, you know, I did small breaks here and there within that five hours. I probably was only talking a total of like 12 minutes for the entire show. So it was a real challenge for me to just have these extended conversations about um, things and topics that I had to compress on the radio. So recently, I went back and listened to the very first episode that I did for the Mind, Body and Business podcast. I'm so proud of my growth, but I'm also proud of the foundation of (laughs) Thank you. the <laughs> cat this um, podcast. The first episode was Demanding Better for Yourself, and in that episode, I talked about our personal responsibilities for our own joy, our own success. I want to encourage you to check that out if you haven't already, and if you have already listened to that episode, revisit it because there are some gems in there, and I'm not just saying that because I'm the host of this podcast. There's also a three-week challenge in that first episode and details on how you can download a progress tracker um, if you are interested in taking that 21 day challenge uh, really cool to do that as you prepare for the new year and think about what your goals are going to be I'm not going to share the entire episode but here's just a quick clip and again you can go back and listen to the entire episode by scrolling the episode guide enjoy
1: McDonald's is not new to chicken
0: You know, one of my favorite quotes is a mountain may block your view, but it will also give you its back to climb. You are the bomb, B-O-M-B and the bomb, B-A-L-M. You are the venom and the remedy. You are the problem, but you're also the solution. And if we take this approach in life, if we take this approach to reach our fitness goals, oh, we are on it. We are in alignment with our highest selves. So I want to jump into how we can apply this perspective, how we can apply this approach to achieving our fitness goals in four areas, nutrition, exercise, self-care, and looking at some of those personal development goals, whether it's with your finances, starting a business or anything in between. So, I want to begin by saying that whenever you are jumping into something new, you have established a goal that's going to take you outside of your routine and be more disciplined, that's going to challenge you and put you outside of your comfort zone, it's going to feel challenging. And I think that people kind of know this on the surface, but when it comes specifically to weight loss, folks jump into it super zealous. And say you want to lose 30, 50 pounds. You come, you hire yourself a trainer. This has happened to me. Come hire yourself a trainer. And you're like 30 pounds. Let's go. Let's get it. And I'm like, all right, well, you're going to have to eat some salads. You're going to have to exercise. You're going to have to drink water. You're going to make sure you get your sleep. And you're like, cool, I'm game. Bet, you know, and then maybe you're really motivated and you go hard those first two, three weeks, maybe the full month, you get incredible results. And then you just tap out. This happens to 99.9% of the people that I have ever worked with, we all have moments in our life where we're super motivated, right? And we are just on it, laser focused, almost like robotic. And this is especially true when you have something coming up. You know, maybe you going on vacation, your birthday coming up, you done broke up with somebody, and you trying to, you, you know, you trying to get that revenge body or whatever your reason is. But you know, I always say. Everyone is given a seed to be successful, but your intentions determines how that seed grows. So if you're not doing it for the right reason, you're not going to be able to sustain that motivation. Um, and also, when you go to extreme, it's going to be very likely that you crash and burn. Do you know why most roller coasters are like 90 seconds maximum? two to three minutes. I don't even, I don't know a roller coaster that's more than two minutes. You know, maybe if I Googled it, I would find a roller coaster that long. But the reason why roller coasters aren't that long is because your body can't handle that extreme, you know, that shock, those dips, those upside down loops and all of the stuff that the roller coaster does to your body. You know, the adrenaline gets you going. You're really excited. You're screaming. You're having a good time. But that is not Sustainable. So as we talk about these four areas, nutrition, exercise, self-care, and that personal goal, I really want you to think about sustainability. Yes, something that's challenging, but not something that's extreme. So that was just a clip from episode one, Demanding Better For Yourself. Took you all the way back to the beginning of the Mind, Body, and Business podcast. And if you found that interesting and want to hear more, go back through our list of episodes and tap on Demanding Better For Yourself, episode one. That is a wrap for this episode of Mind, Body, and Business. As always, I appreciate your ear. Remember, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Pod. I look forward to another empowering conversation on the next episode. Until then, take care.